Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Jay, for that warm introduction. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I was here in January, and you were busy with uh, fasting and prayer time. I think the 21 days of prayer and fasting. It was a wonderful time. I participated a few days, and then I left. But again, I'm glad to be here at the end of the year uh, to be with you again. It's a joy to be here. Uh, like I said, I'm from Namibia. We call it the land of the brave. Now, that is because of the liberation struggle and we, our independence and everything. But today we are a free nation for about 27 years. And we have our third president who is now campaigning to get a second term so that he can give room to another president. But it's a joy to be part of the kingdom of God. And uh, like he said, we have a church, we have a school. I just wanted to show some few clips, uh, maybe a video and a few pictures of what is happening. We are not so far from one university. We call it the engineering campus. And so we have young people who are entering the church. They are bringing so powerful life to us, and they keep, they keep us young and running. And so maybe there's a clip uh, we want to see before we go into the Word. Thank you. Yes, praise the Lord. Now, some of those young people, they are doing different fields of engineering, and you also have someone into medicine. But it's good to see people who are 22 years, 23 years, loving the Lord and just being on fire for Jesus. And uh, this morning, I was thinking, as I was, I was speak about the church, which is us, uh, being salt and light. Now, it's interesting to know that there are so many good buildings around the world, uh, well furnished and everything, but what can a building be without us, the people of God? Church buildings that are well structured, the architecture you see, it's beautifully done, but today some of them are used as museums, just places for people to remember what used to happen in those places. But I'm glad to be part of the church. I mean, the Foursquare Church is a lively church. Amen? And it has been going around the world, making a difference in many different nations and communities. And today, being in over 140 nations, having strong churches that are going, is just a joy to know that God cares so much about this world. And He wants to use us, His people, to go around and make a difference, to shine the light and to be sought wherever God has planted us. And so there are a few pictures I wanted to see. We had people from uh, Foursquare, Switzerland, who visited us for seven weeks. And I had to take them to a friend of mine who is also from Switzerland, but is married to a Namibian. And he is serving amongst people. We call it the Himba people. I grew up closer to them. I know how to speak their language, but they believe more into their ancestral things, you know, beliefs, ancestral worship. They believe their ancestors are opening the heavens for them to get rain. Anybody sick, they can call on the dead. But you can see that doesn't agree with the Word of God. But he is there laboring. And I just had some, one or two pictures about them, their, their children and so on. You can see that little beautiful girl. We found her inside the hut with the elderly, wonderful children. But you know, you look at such people and say, if there is no church that will reach them, 
and bring the message of our Lord Jesus Christ to them, they continue to be raised in that same root of believing in ancestral spirit, and they grow up to become parents one day, and they will pass the same to their children. But that's why we are saying, I agree so much with Bill Hybels, who said the local church is the hope of the world. Today we are the people that are, need, that are there to bring hope. And so I want to speak from John 2, verse 21. Uh, I know it's a popular scripture, but you remember when Jesus cleansed the temple. Uh, Jesus cleansed the temple, and he found people who were selling and buying in the temple, and he did that. And the Jews, of course, were not happy with it and wanted to know by what authority the Lord was doing that. And so I, I like what Jesus said uh, from verse 18. Let me just read briefly. Uh, it says, so the Jews said to him, what sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Amen. Now there is this temple mentality that normally people have and they look at the building to be the church. Now, in Africa, it's very key. If you don't have a building uh, where you meet as a church, they will call you a briefcase church. You know a briefcase? So you come and you open, you are here today, then you close it and you go. So that's what they call. So they think you are making a joke. It's not really a church. Uh, but a church, they think of a building, a structure. But we know that this was also the issue with the Jewish people looking at the building to be the temple. They honored it. They respected it. And here comes the Lord and said, you destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. But referring to his own body, his life. And so for us today, it's good to understand that we are the church. We are here meeting at this building, but the church is us. And wherever God has planted us in our different professions, or callings, we are there to be the church. And so we are there with the aim to be salt and light. We want to bring hope, we want to bring restoration wherever the Lord has planted us. And as we gather for a gathering like this, we come together to be inspired, to be encouraged, to lift up the name of our Lord together, and so that when we go about the business in the week, we are the church wherever we are. Amen. And so you look at it and say, whether I'm in my home, I'm at the office, I am the church. I am representing Christ wherever I am. So my prayer life at home, my prayer life as I gather with the church should continue to be an inspiration to others. Amen? And so that's a joy for me to understand today that uh, my life means a lot to God. And that's why he wants to use my life to touch so many other people wherever I go. I could start with my circle of friends, people who knows me well, people I interact with from time to time. They might not know the Lord, but I am there to know that through me, God wants to touch these lives. I'm there with the aim that whatever bond God creates between us, the aim will be to lead that person to Christ or to shine that light so that they can see who God is and understand his purpose for their lives. Amen? And so now in Matthew 5, if you go to Matthew chapter 5, we all know uh, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ as he spoke and encouraged his disciples to be salt and light. It reads from verse 13, 
You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown uh, out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Now, Mark verse 16, that says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. Let your light shine. I know that light doesn't make noise. Amen. You switch it on, it comes so soft and gentle, but yet powerful. And in fact, I like a statement that says, where it is darkest, the, sh- the light shines the brightest. And light is always powerful. No matter how thick the darkness would be, light will always overpower darkness. And that's the joy in Africa. When you drive at night, it's so dangerous. Sometimes you have wild animals on the road, kudus and zebras that may be roaming around. But I mean, if you have your lights, you've got it strong on, you are safe. Amen? You can see them from far, and you take caution, of course. But it's just to know that there is always, uh, light will always overcome darkness, no matter what. And that's who we are. We carry the light of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord wants to shine that light through our lives. And many times, we don't need to say much, but just to live that life. And that's why I like John 1, verse 4. It reads and says, In him was life. And that life was the light of man. That symbol is that. It's just to live our life based on the word of God. Let me just love people. No matter how they appear, from what background they come, my duty as a child of God is to love them and to care for them and to also live by the principles of the word of God so that where crookedness comes in, I can still stand my ground and say this is the way to live my life. I don't need to be pressurized. And that's why... I would want to read a quote for you that Billy Graham uh, wrote. He said, When wealth is lost, I know some of you might have heard it, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. And he said, When health is lost, at least something is lost. But when character is lost, all is lost. And that's where we are, the church of Jesus Christ, bringing hope where people lack character, even in the workplace, we hear a lot of scandals that happens, politicians. But who is there to bring that light, to bring hope to such environments, if not the church? The people who have come and have a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. That even though him being God, he came and lived as a human being. He faced temptations like we face every day. But his goal was to live out his life before men so that they could see the light of God. And that's why I'm encouraged to be part of the church of Jesus Christ. That wherever I go in this world, I have the power of God at work in me. Hallelujah. The presence of the Holy Spirit is in my life. And he will help me to penetrate any dark corner where he sent me to bring hope to the people. We don't need to live in fear. All that we need to be, let me be light in this environment. Let people bring temptation. I mean, I know the enemy used people uh, and situations to tempt us and to, to lay us away from the truth. But if we remain focused on the Lord that everywhere I go, I am the church, I have the presence of God in me, 
I give myself to be the light in any environment, God will see us through. Hallelujah. And so let's be encouraged. Because one thing I know is that salt uh, in the old times was used to preserve things. You know that when you slaughter an animal within a fridge eh, to, to keep it frozen. So people will put salt or even fish. They dry them and put salt on it and then it doesn't get rotten. And so it's a good element we can use. But I mean that is who we are. When People are tempted to do things that harm other people. We are there to show them what needs to be done. We are not pushing it on them, but we show them love and care. Instead of them to hate, we tell them the power of forgiveness. Amen? So we come and plant good seed that people can think and say, how come this person did not repay me for the wrong I have done? Because we have understood that forgiveness matters. The Lord has given us so much, and even though we have come to the light, we still do certain things. I see it in my life. Sometimes I, I get upset when things are not going right, and I may think evil about a person, and God will correct me and say, no, that's not the way. <laughs> you need to draw closer and find out the reason why the person behaved that way and help them out. So we are there to just be the light and shine it to the people. We don't need to go and repay the evil for what has been done to us. Amen? And so, the words of the Great Commission come so powerfully to us this morning. When the Lord said, go into the whole world, Matthew 28, we know verse 18 to 20. We are commissioned to go in the world and to make disciples. That's who we are. Part of my being the church is to show that I'm commissioned by the Lord to reach out to those I meet every day. And I don't need to read the whole office at one time. But I could pick a person the Lord will lay on my heart. And I will be praying for that person. It might take me six months. But I would want to take it as an assignment from the Lord and say, God, I'm here in this office because you want me to be salt and light here. I am your church. I want to shine your light. So help me to pray for this person to find out how they are doing. I want to be close to them. I want to be part of their life journey so that I can make a difference in their lives. And I know not in my own power, but you work through me to touch this life. And I see it being part of one strategy God may want us to use in our time. Friendship and try to use that to reach out to the person. Even for six months. Imagine if you are praying for one particular person for six months. And you pour your life into that person. What the Lord ministered to you, you use it to minister to that person. And then after six six months... You could see what the Lord has done. That person is saved. He's reading his Bible. He's changing his thinking, his mentality, his perspective on life. He starts to love Jesus and follow Jesus. And so then after six months, you may challenge that same person and say, now pick another person. Me and you would help that person. And then you see how that person will now start to disciple another. And then you pick another one. And together you have two people. And you have four people who are on this journey following Christ. After another six months, I'm just giving six months as an example. Both four of you could take other people again and walk a journey with them. It could be hard and slow at the beginning. But the moment it gets to eight people, to ten people, to twenty people, multiplication gets in. And you start to see that the pace is taking, you know, a momentum. 
And before you know, you have 32 people, 64, 128, and it goes on. So that's where we are. To be instruments God will use because we are commissioned to do. But if the church is keeping away the light, so darkness will continue to come closer. But the more we bring the light, we push darkness away. And as we come as a force, prayerfully believing God, being under the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit, God will do miracles. God will do wonders through our lives. And that's the joy that the character of people will be restored. And families will be restored. Relationship will be mended. Because the church has decided to come and bring life in its community. And so that's my prayer for us today that the Lord will use you and me in our day, in our generation, to be that strong light and to be the salt that will restore and bring uh, uh, restoration to the people that is needed in our time. Now, I read something, I don't know whether you know the man called uh, Bruce Wilkinson. He's a Bible teacher and uh, he defined these words like this. When he says the Lord is calling us to go, he means he wants us to be proactive, moving forward into the market and not having the market get to us. Amen? We want to be proactive to say, as I go, I'm trusting God for a soul. Can I trust God for a soul in the next three to six months? Just one soul. And the Lord will help me to, to minister to that soul and raise that disciple up to become a full, faithful follower of Christ. The next part of that verse, it talks of making disciples, which is the end product. After we reached out, the end of the day, we want to see people who faithfully follow Christ. And even if parents are raising their children, they are believing God that through my life, I want these children to grow and become faithful followers of Jesus. So in our understanding of this commission is that whoever we encounter, we want to see the product of, of disciples that are following Christ. Amen? That's the key result we want to see. And then all nations, we want to remain globally focused. Because that's why I thank God for uh, Pastor Jay thinking of Southern Africa. Yes, I'm a church here. No matter how small we, they, they, they have been that time, they could still answer the call of God to think about an, another nation or another part of the world. What can we do? That's a global focus. And we want to remain like that. That I'm not living in my own you know, domain only, but I know that I'm part of a bigger picture or vision that God has to make a difference even far away from me. And so that's our focus. All nations, we want people, unreached people like the, the pictures I showed you of people who still believe that their ancestors will be the answer to their need, but to say that it's a better answer and that is Jesus. Hallelujah. He is alive and your ancestors are dead, but Jesus is alive. And this year today, and it can make a big difference in your life. I mean, our government is trying to get them educated, and it's so hard because they live a nomadic life. Wherever there is grazing, they relocate the whole homestead and go live there for a month or two. When the grazing gets less, they move to another place. So they have what they call mobile schools. So the teachers are moving. They, they live in a tent. They, 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 they educate these children. But when the family relocates, so the teacher will pick up his tent and follow them so that they can continue to minister. Now think of a church like that. If you have a church among these people, they pick up, you pick up, and you go. And you continue to preach to them. 
That's what we need to see happening. And God wants to use us, His church, to keep the light shining amongst the people. So after that, those who believe need to be baptized. And the goal is that people need to understand that they are dead to the old man and they are alive to Christ. Amen? We bury the old man and we are raised to newness of life. And that's the, the dealing with the old nature. Helping people to understand that the enemy has placed settings in us. So that even though we are born again, when things get rough, we still get upset and want to protect ourselves the old way. These are settings that are... Eh, that are there. And Jesus wants to uproot them and free us from that. And that's why we say, if the Son of God has set you free, you are free indeed. Hallelujah. And I need to ensure that every root that the enemy still has in my life is removed. And I need to be the one to monitor my life and make sure that I don't give room to the enemy. And so, I'm a new person in Christ, and that's what I understand under baptism, that the old man has been buried, and I'm here to be a new man and live a new life. Even if I used to struggle with anger issues, I need to be not confronting other people, but to look at myself in a mirror and say, for how long will you continue in that kind of behavior? Because I'm new in Christ, I need to walk in this new life. Let go of the old, because I'm called to a new life in Christ. And so then the teaching continue uh, where we have a focus uh, to, to, to educate other people. And I must say that Foursquare is good at this, that right now as I go to L.A., we want to sit as a committee under functional structures. And our goal will be to look at how do we help our national leaders around the globe to still be vibrant as they take care of other pastors and take the, the national movement, uh, continue as healthy as it could be. It's a continuing educating of those even in leadership responsibilities. And what about us, disciples? Don't we need it as we get to Bible studies, whether at church or personally in our homes? We want to get educated, want to be enlightened uh, by the Holy Spirit into areas we are still battling for us to overcome and to really live above the challenges we are facing. So edge, ongoing education is very important because we want to know the will of God. And every situation, no matter how difficult, is an opportunity for us to know and encounter the will of God. Amen. And so don't waste pain. Don't waste challenges. Use it to enrich your life spiritually. And so then he said to observe. Observing all that I've taught. To observe. Uh, I, I, we just finished a, a, a men's conference, and then we dealt with the issue of fatherhood in that conference. And one of the things that was emphasized was that we are not just there as fathers to give information. Yes, information is good. We tell our sons and daughters as fathers what they ought to do, how they should live. But one of the things is to impart our lives to them. Hallelujah impartation, not just information. You can give information, but people want to see the life you live. That will impact them the more. Let them see how you employ discipline. Not because you want to abuse them, but to see that because you love them, you care so enough to get out of your way to help lift them and restore them. We want to impart our lives. And that's why John 1, 4 stressed the point of saying, in him, in the Lord Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of man. So one can talk, but the life speaks more. 
That's why they say action speaks louder than words. So we want to be that church that lives the life, that imparts the life of God into the people. And as I come to the end or close, it said after we observe, apply the teachings of our Lord Jesus in our own lives, uh, we know that the Bible, all that he taught is from the Bible. The Bible is our curriculum. The Bible is the filter through where we could see everything. That's the, the, that's the teachings. We take it from the Word of God. And we all know that heaven and earth will pass, but the words of the Lord will remain forever. And that's why the truth we draw from this Bible can go from generation to the next generation. Because the Word of God is powerful, the Word of God is active, and if we live that Word, allow it to live through us, we remain relevant. We remain powerful because the life of God will continue to flow through our lives. So we don't want to take the word of God light. Every word we read, every word we, we, we receive through ministry, whether song or somebody teaching, that word carries so much power because God knows what will happen in our lives in the next three years. But he gives a word today to prepare us for what is ahead. So any word that comes, we want to take it because it will help us to shine our light much brighter and also to bring the flavor that is needed in our day. Hallelujah. And so, the last scripture I want to give us is Colossians 1, verse 28 and 29. It says, Him we preach. We don't preach about ourselves. You know, in Africa, because of the chieftaincy issue, we, tr we tend to look to a man. But God wants us to look at Jesus. He's the one we preach. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that at the end of the day we may present everyone perfect in Christ. Is that not wonderful? To know that it's because others came to preach Jesus to us. Today we are changed people. We represent the kingdom of God. And I want us to be excited in this day, even as we finish 2017, that I'm going to finish strong. My light will not be dimmed. I will not lose the flavor that God wants me to have. I will end 2017 as strong as I should be through the power that God provides uh, to my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And in conclusion, why don't we just take a moment just to pray and say, God, thank you that I'm part of your church. I want to thank you that your power is at work in my life. I'm not here because of myself. I'm here because of you, Lord Jesus. You made a difference in my life. I want you to use me to continue to impact my environment for you. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you. Thank you that we are your church. We are your people. You created us, O King of Glory. You made a difference in our lives. That today, what you've done in our lives is meant to be permanent. And that's why we want to honor your word that has come alive in our lives. That today, as we live our lives, we want to shine that light. We want to give the flavor wherever we go. For we are your church. And Lord, this world needs your church. Lord, may you use us, O oh God, to touch lives. As many as we know, and as many as we come to know in the future, Lord, our goal is to see them becoming faithful followers of, of you. Use our lives 
Use the gifts and the talents in our lives today as your church to make a difference. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.